Hello, I'm your host, Mr. Chuck, a retired accountant turned truck driver. I reduced my debt in a relatively short period of time. Debt reduction to achieve financial freedom takes commitment, confidence, determination. Debt Relief Programs This episode is not about which debt relief program to use or to even use a debt relief program. But if you're considering using some type of a debt relief program, you're probably in financial problems. But before you jump in and pay somebody a lot of money to help you get out of debt, Because why are you in debt? Because you owe a lot of people money. So you're not going to really save anything. What you save by not paying a credit card or some loan. By the negotiating of a lower interest rate. Or the removal of late fees, etc. You're going to pay to that debt relief program. So before I get started. I've have created a Excel spreadsheet to help those struggling with keeping a budget. I will send it to you for free. You can go to my Facebook page, Reduce Debt, Increase Wealth. Just do a search for that and find, find the spreadsheet video that I made on how to use it. You can watch it, scroll through it, and see what it's like. If you like it, send me an instant messenger with your email address saying, I would like a copy, I would like the spreadsheet file for Excel. Now that may or may not work in other spreadsheets. It should convert, but it's got your program has to be able to do multiple sheets because the way I set it up is using multiple sheets. So if you have a free online spreadsheet that you're using, if it will take multiple sheets, then you should be good. You might want to see how many multiple sheets it would work on it and count the number I have. I got like eight or nine, I think. I don't know. So that's all for that. I have two articles in my show notes that I've uh, provided a link, which is where I'm getting this information from. Remember, I used to be an accountant turned truck driver and I paid off my debt in a relatively short time, period of time. It was about 135000 and it took me three years, eight months to do that. And how did I do it? Well, that's what we've been talking about for the last year plus that I've been doing this podcast. But before you can do anything about your debt, What are the most common mistakes may have made to get yourself into that problem? So you got to be aware of what you've done. So how to avoid using death relief programs. And then two, determining what caused you to get into that place. And one of the main things is You avoided your debt problems or you deny that you have a debt problem, which is common as many people. You don't want to admit admit that you have a problem. 
and you keep putting it off thinking it may go away. And it's not going to go away until you realize you have a problem and take steps to solve it. You're overspending on credit. You're spending way too much on credit card and you never get your credit cards paid down or paid off. You should use a credit card like cash. If you need something, you put it on your credit card and it should be paid off within the end of the month. If you're unable to do that, then you're you're spending too much. You may be leasing everything. Maybe you're leasing an apartment or a condo. Maybe you're leasing your automobile. So you have all these payments and when you get done paying for it, you have nothing to show for it. You have no assets. You failed to plan ahead. Whether it's a wedding, a purchase of a home, a retirement, or children, you didn't plan ahead and you don't keep a budget. It's not just money problems you have, but you have behavioral problems also. The denial, lack of planning, leasing way too much, overspending on credit, are all items that will get you into trouble fairly quickly. And the first article is from bankrate.com. It's out of the UK, personal finance mistakes. And number one is thinking that all credit is the same. That the overdrafts, when you overdraft your checking account, that that credit is the same as a credit card and that the credit cards may be the same as a personal loan. They're all different. An overdraft, you might be paying a higher rate of interest, even though it's nice to have to protect you from bouncing checks. Eventually, if you don't get the overdraft paid off, you're going to exceed your limit, and then you're going to start bouncing checks. Banks now charge up to 40%. I don't know what that means. 40% of what you owe or what you borrowed. And credit cards can help spray off the cost of repaying for a big cost item, such as a TV or some furniture. But credit card is a high rate of interest. Anywhere from 15% would be a low rate and 20 to 30%, which would be the high rate. The higher the rate of interest, the longer it's going to take you to pay it off and pay it down. Now, you can get a credit card that, that will have a zero interest rate on a balance transfer. So if you get a credit card that allows that, they won't charge you interest for say 12 months or 18 months, whatever the offer states, but there will be a 3% charge on the amount of money that you transferred in to that credit card. That is a good way to get out of credit card debt. If you have a credit card with a high balance with a high interest rate, and you get another credit card where it allows you to do a balance transfer, that 3% one-time charge spread out over six months is going to be a whole lot less than one or two months of interest on the other one. And then the trick is to make sure you pay it off before they start charging you interest. I'm pretty sure they go back to day one and recalculate interest. So if you, if you transfer over $3,000, you got 12 months to pay it off, make sure it's paid off 
in 12 months. Now, I've talked about that before. And personal loans may be a cheaper alternative than a credit card or your overdraft on your checking account if you're going overdraft on a regular basis. And the idea there would be to borrow money as a personal loan, put it in your checking account and forget it's there and you have the extra money there to in case you exceed the amount of money that goes in your checking account from your job or your income. Make sure you pay all your payments on the due date or before in a timely manner because everything is going to be affecting your credit score. And your overcommitment financially is the second problem. It's easy to overstretch your finance when there are so many conflicting demands and young people aged 16 to 24 years old are often the most committed, according to a CEO of my bank. You may not have a regular steady income. You maybe rent an apartment for the first time and you have utilities and food and things that you really didn't think about. To try to shop around for essentials like utilities, try to get the best deals you can, especially on internet service. Don't subscribe to cable TV, stream instead. And only use one, no more than two streaming services. Keep your costs down. And number three is being stung by hidden fees. Maybe you agree to something and you're late, so you have a late payment penalty. You forget to pay off your credit card because you're on vacation. You dip into the red on your current account without asking which means you kind of overdraw your credit card and your fixed rate mortgage deal comes to an end and you find yourself on the lender's more expensive standard variable rate instead of a fixed rate because maybe you made some late payments. How to avoid. Be aware of everything. Whenever you sign up for financial products, remember to ask for the terms and condition and potential charges. Set a reminder on your phone account or so you know when your contracts are up for renewal. Set aside an hour a month to shop around for new providers and keep tabs on the terms and conditions of any financial product you take out. Go through your bank statements to check you're not overpaying any of your providers. Be aware of the cost of ending contracts early, including loans, mobile phones, broadband, and mortgages. I've never had a mortgage where if I paid it off early, I would get assessed a fee. Now, I did my last mortgage was if I paid it off within the first three years, I would have to pay a $300 fee, which wasn't all that bad. But I figured I wasn't going to pay it off in three years. I think it took six. So I didn't have to worry about that. Forgetting to make a budget. Most people don't forget to make a budget. They just never make a budget. The reason you want to make a budget is how much money do you have coming in? How much money you got going out? I'm not saying a budget to reduce your spending. I'm just saying make a budget to keep track of money in and money out. And you'll see you're spending too much. If that's the case, you need to go through your list of things you're paying for. What can you do away with? How can you turn the tie back? So that you are only spending what you make or less. 
And then list all your outgoings, list all your income. If there's two earners in your household, consider setting up a bank account for bills and essentials only and set up a standing order to pay your share into that account. So what that is saying is you you have a checking account, maybe your spouse has a checking account, and then you have a third checking account that's considered joint where both of you put X amount of money in and you pay all your common household bills through that account, such as mortgage, utilities, etc. Remember, you may need to make sure you budget for long-term purchases, such as reading glasses, work clothes, and the cost of running a car. If you're planning to get married, retirement, buy a house, or buy a car, you should factor in extra money set aside that's going to go into a savings account for any of those items that's going to be coming up within your life. And number five, not having a long-term savings plan. The first step in savings is to create an emergency fund and get it funded. Maybe start out with a thousand dollars and once you get a thousand dollars you're set maybe you can start increasing it a little bit and slowly build it up over time as you are paying down all your debt that's important and how to start saving you need to have a fund for emergencies equivalent to at least three months worth of household bills and that's the basic minimum start with a thousand and work up from there my second uh, article is from Forbes.com, Tips to Avoid Common Budget Mistakes. Well, the number one mistake is not having a budget. So once you identify you're spending too much and wondering why that's happening, why you can't pay off all your bills, that's a good time maybe you should sit down and list all your expenses. If you just go back from an online checking account and write down everything you spent money in the last 30 days rent or mortgage all your utilities car payments insurance auto gasoline food and groceries dining out buying clothes list it all down and put it in categories the first category would be housing which, you know, your rent or mortgage and everything associated with housing, which would be all your utilities. And I would include internet service and cable TV or your streaming services. That would all be listed under housing. Transportation would be all your automobiles expense. If you have two cars, separate it per car. Your car payment, repairs, gasoline, everything you spend on each car and plus add a line for maybe taxis or uber or public transportation if you're using those items and you maybe could put transportation airfare if if you travel a lot you might want to do that then we have credit card debt that's what i call it or it's just plain debt loan and loans and credit cards that are not associated with your housing and or transportation so it would be credit card debt personal loans student loans things like that 
Then we have daily living expenses. That would be groceries and anything else that you may have on an ongoing regular basis. If you want to see some examples, my spreadsheet has a list of all of them. So if you go to my spreadsheet, remember it's Facebook, you can watch the video I made on how to use it and you can stop it and zoom in and get an idea of the different categories. So tips to avoid these calming budgeting mistakes. The first number one mistake is skimping on emergency savings. Your emergency savings should be the number one thing that you do to build up first when you're especially when you're first getting started. If you have some emergency savings, good for you. I congratulate you. You're ahead of everybody else. If you're only budgeting for your monthly spending and not your savings, you budget may be doomed from the get-go. Life happens when we're busy making other plans and every reasonable budget needs a line item for emergency savings. If you're one of the 39% of Americans who don't have an extra $400 in the bank for life unexpected blimps, you put pressure on your overall finances trying to cover costs. The idea of an emergency savings account is for the unexpected. I just had plumbing repair. Now luckily, I don't have any debt, so I have plenty of savings. It was expensive. I own my own home and it's paid off. So at least I don't have to pay an expensive mortgage. And I was able to pay for my plumbing repair and upgrade it and go way more than what I thought I needed. But once I saw the inside of the pipes when they cut them out and I looked at them, I said, I'm glad I want the extra mile. I solved the problem with one repair instead of multiple pairs, which is the cheaper way to go. It may cost more up front, but over time, it's going to be a little bit less expensive. Experts recommend an emergency fund of six weeks of your take-home pay or six weeks of the bills that you got due, if whichever is higher is what I would say. Try setting a small attainable goal like $25 per check or 5% of your income, then set a savings goal like $250. Once you hit the savings goal, set a new goal. So they're saying do it in small incremental steps. So if $1,000 seems like it's unattainable, set the goal for $100. Then reset the goal to $200, etc. They're saying $250, whatever works for you. The idea is to get in the habit of saving on every paycheck. Budgeting mistake number two. Relying on guesswork. Maybe you're trying to create a budget and you're not really sure how much you're paying for whatever category. Let's just pick a category like groceries. Why are you guessing? You might guess, well, I'm going to spend $200 a month on groceries. And then at the end of the month, you find out it was $800 because you spend $200 a week. So you, you know, under budget it for groceries. If you would have gone back through your checking account, especially if you have a debit card or if you don't use it on, you know, a credit card, go back through your accounts that you use to pay for your groceries and go back a month and add them up and divide it by the number of items you added together. And I'll give you an average. 
Now you're doing a much better job of setting up that budget and you have a better idea. You may think that your grocery bill is 200 but it turns out to be 800 But if you average it out, you might have budgeted for $750 so you're in the ballpark. Over time, you'll get a better number if you keep track of it. And then in budget mistake number three is not tracking your spending. You went to the trouble to set up a budget. Now you're not even knowing how much you're spending. You're not even comparing what you spend to your budget. What good's that? It's not doing you anything other than, oh, I'm aware that I have a budget and maybe I'm trying to keep it under X amount, but you have no clue how much you already spent or how much you're going to spend. The budget isn't a set it and forget it tool. For a budget to be successful, it's essential to digitally track where your money goes and what it buys each month. If you're not tracking your discretionary spending, even the tiny purchases you make on a coffee or snack could be throwing your budget out of whack. Very important. Budget mistake number four. Not budgeting for regal room. You're not going to be able to predict what you're going to buy or spend money on every month. I just had a big major repair of my plumbing. I had no idea that my clog drain was going to get clogged up. And even if I did, I probably would only budget $300 for it. Because that's what I usually pay to get a drain unclogged. And it was way more than that because it was major surgery on my plumbing pipes. Give yourself some regal room. I do, like in housing, I give myself $150. And I call it supplies. And what that would be for if I buy salt for my water conditioner, or if I buy air filters for my furnace, or... If I have a leaky faucet and I got to go and buy some seals or something to stop the leak or maybe even buy a new faucet, then I have some money in the budget. Some months I may never use it. Other months I might really exceed it. But there's something there is the point. And then if you don't use it, that gives you extra money within your budget, which should be extra money in your checking account if you stayed on your budget and that money you could set extra money into your emergency fund remember your credit cards should only be making the minimum payment while you're trying to get your life under control and build up that emergency is number one that's more important than paying extra on a credit card because that extra you pay on a credit card is not really going to save you over time very much money and over time if you use my program what i say to do you will be paying off your credit cards much faster and then extra 50 or 100 dollars a month that you're doing budget mistake number five is cutting out the fun budget some entertainment for yourself you can't be all gloom and doom if you are you'll never stick to the budget If you enjoy going out to the movies, maybe once a week, maybe do it twice a month. You can cut back, but not cut out, is my point. So if you're going to the movies three times a week, and you can cut it down to two times a month, you're going to save a bunch of money. Unless you have some type of membership thing that allows you to do it. 
And maybe you're saving money. I don't know. I'm, that's just an example. And budget state, mistake number six, forgetting about your family. When you have, share a household, it's naturally you have a shared financial life with that person or persons in some regards. It's easy, however, to forget to talk about the budget when the hustle and bustle of daily life keep you both busy. Without frequent conversations about goals and a budget to help you activate those goals, spending can go awry and progress can slow. To avoid this budget mistake, find a way that works for your relationship to talk about money regularly. Maybe it's a casual meal out where you can share your goals and process in a relaxed environment. It could be a shared spreadsheet where you and your apartment track and spending and expenses, which I've had a spreadsheet set up that you can have for free. The key is to keep a dialogue going and catch potential budget problems before they have a chance to derail your dreams, especially if one of you has a spending problem. Help each other. Don't fight with each other. Be nice and kind and remind each other on a regular basis that you're trying to get your debt under control. And budget mistake number eight. Let's go back. Budget mistake number seven. Having an unrealistic expectation. You might sit down and make a budget and feel like it's enough to fill out all the numbers and you want to put the money each month towards your student loans. You want to pay extra towards your car payment. But numbers on paper may not work in practice. Don't sabotage your chances at budgeting success by being unrealistic with your expectations. I'm going to say, even if you have a budget and you're just getting started with it, Maybe you've had a budget for a while and you've gotten things under control. You need to put all your credit cards, all your auto loans, all your student loans in order by highest interest rate. You need to concentrate on the highest interest rate loans first, pay those off, and then work your way down. That will save you the most amount in interest. The less you pay in interest, the faster you're going to pay off the principal. It's just simple math. If you want to maybe get one credit card zeroed out so you have it as a backup and it has a lower interest rate, okay. And then mistake number seven, not updating your budget. So you set up your budget and you figure it out, like again, grocery bills, you figure out an average of $725 a month and you've been strict You've been following it. You've been watching what you spend at the grocery store. You don't buy anything until you need it. You find out for the next month, your average spending at the grocery store was 625 But you don't update your budget. You should update the budget down to what it is. It's okay to go over by $10 or $20. But if you're $100, $200 off, You need to budget it down and keep you more in line with what's going on. That's the purpose of a budget is so that you know exactly what's going on with your money. Keeping track of your money. Budget mistake number nine, especially the younger people skipping the retirement savings. 
only thing I have to say is if you have a job, your employer offers any type of retirement plan, let's say a 401k is the most common, and they're doing some type of match, no matter what it is, you should be doing it. Because if you're not doing it, you're leaving a benefit the employer is offering you on the table. It's free money. Why aren't you taking advantage of it? The younger you start on saving for retirement, the more you're going to have when you retire. And if you're 25 years old, I know it's tough. Maybe you're looking for that first home. Maybe you just got married. Maybe you have a child. I know it's tough, but put $10 a pay aside for retirement. You'll never miss it. And then over time, increase it by $5. It doesn't sound like much, but in 40 years, that little bit that you started will grow much faster than what you think. And you might put in, let's say over your lifetime, you might save 300000 actual money that you put into the retirement plan, but that retirement plan could be worth a million, a million and a half or more. You never know. Let compound interest work for you. I'll be back in one moment with my final thought. If you listen to this podcast, Reduce Debt, Increase Wealth, on an Apple device, scroll through all the episodes towards the bottom and you can select write a review and leave your comments and you can rate this podcast. I appreciate all feedback and I thank you for your time in doing so. If you want to keep your debt under control and avoid using a debt relief program, you got to start with creating a budget. And you got to keep track of that budget. You got to track your spending. But before you even do that, you got to admit that you've been avoiding your debt problem or been denying that you have a debt problem. You got to keep your overspending on credit down. In fact, you got to quit using credit. And you're leasing way more than you should be. Maybe you're leasing your apartment. Maybe you're leasing a car or maybe two cars. Maybe you're leasing the furniture that you're using. And when the lease is over and you give everything back, what do you got to show for? Nothing. And you failed to plan ahead. You need to save in advance for a home, for before having children, and before getting married. And, of course, the most important place to save for is your retirement and your spouse's retirement. It's not just a money problem you have, but you may have behavioral problems. Avoiding your debt problems is not going to make it go away. And one of the first steps you can do is create a budget and identify where you're spending your money. When you can see it in black and white, on paper, or on a computer spreadsheet, it's easy to identify. You can do away with that spending. You can reduce your spending. It will help you. It's important for your future. If you want to be happy and have financial freedom sooner in life rather than later in life, 
you got to start now. The sooner you start, the better off you're going to be. If you're interested in a spreadsheet, I've created a spreadsheet that helps you track your budget and your actual numbers. Go to Facebook, do a search for Reduced Debt, Increased Wealth. You can look at the video I created. If you decide you want that spreadsheet, I will send you the file. So just instant message me and give me your email address so I will send you the file, Excel file. If you don't use Excel, most spreadsheets will convert it for you. But make sure your spreadsheet program can do multiple sheets or multiple pages.